Hello? 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 Testing, one, two, three. Hello? Hello? What do we consider the goodness of God? There are so many things that we take into can you hear me? There's so many things that we take into consideration when we mention the goodness of God. There's also things that we forget to mention, and it could be the part that uh, he, that He's avoiding us or helping us avoid. Uh, and I still personally consider that as a good event um, versus get in a car accident because I left on time. So because I overslept, I avoided the car accident and possibly continue with my life. Do we consider that the goodness of God as well? Good evening. Good evening. Can you hear me? I hear you. Okay. Um, so I think when you when you look at the it when you look at events that happen uh-huh. in your life, you, you have to. It depends on your relationship with God, um, and okay. I say that because if you if you, if you have a relationship with God then you're able to take the good that comes from the bad. Um, and it's funny that we're talking about this tonight. I just watched uh, um, one of my one of my favorite artists, uh, well, not my favorite artist single, but anyway, I just watched one of a gospel artists that I like to listen to. Um, she has a, a talk show, and she was talking about when you go through trials and tribulations, um, it's about weathering the storm so that you can see the rainbow. So um, it's about your relationship with God and how you look at the situation and approach the situation. So you oversleep, right? You get up, you're frantic. You know, your kid's late for school. You hadn't made breakfast. You know, and and so you're just moving and you're stressing, um, trying to get out the house because you need to make it to work. 
Um, well, like you said, you don't know if there's a pile up, if there um, has been some sort of other catastrophe on your journey. Um, personally, I have woken up in a frantic and, um, you know, when I was traveling, having to go to work and um, have I uh, was traveling down an interstate and literally probably just missed an accident because it happened, you know, had I left on time, I probably would have been in an accident instead of backed up in traffic. Um, and when you get enough of those situations where you actually are a witness to something like that versus a, um, a victim, it you have the opportunity to look back and say, well, you know, thank you, God, that had to be you, you know, because then you, you know, you kind of understand why the events happen the way they, they do. I don't know if I'm making sense. Um, so basically my relationship with my faith and my relationship with God, I pray and con- I have prayed and continue to pray that he moves in my life and everything that I do is on purpose. Right, and so once because I know that that's my prayer, um, I understand that the events that happen throughout my day are, even if they appear to be bad, on the other end of that, I'm going to reap some type of benefit, whether it's you know, you know what I mean. So whether it's you know going through going through the drive-through at Christmas time and. Being late because my family hadn't eaten dinner. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, being late because you know it's late because my family hadn't eaten dinner, but the car in front of me decides to pay for our meal. You know, had I been a car behind her, then I wouldn't have gotten that blessing. More than that, I probably wouldn't have been able or wouldn't have thought about blessing the next car behind me because once our meal was taken care of, I went ahead and took care of the the meal behind me. And so I was able to pay a good deed forward. So you know what I'm saying? So had not having, um, you know, the the bad part about it was I'm, I'm late because I operate off of a schedule but then there was a blessing on the other end of that. You, you understand what I mean? So I think yes. my relationship with God um, enabled me to to kind of embrace the the mm. bad or the negative and, you know, weather it so that, you know, on the when we come out on the opposite side, on the other end of things, um, we kind of understand why and we're better for it. I think you said something that's very key, relationship that you have with God. Um, that that changes the outlook dramatically. That shifts the whole dynamic in a in a whole other direction. That relationship. I I remember um, leaving work and actually. Well, no, let me be free. I'm supposed to be leaving work, and I actually laid back and fell asleep. And got up like in a frantic. Oh, shit, I'm late. And I get to the interstate, 
and they're detouring. They're turning cars around on the interstate because the accident was very bad. Obviously, a very bad accident. And all I could say was, like, like, God, you saved me. You know what I mean? Because had I left on time, I probably would have been in that accident. So you're right, but the relationship with God, your relationship with God will change your outlook. We're going to take this time to introduce Pastor to the line. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I just got in on the tail end of, 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 of sounds like stop stop sign on the interstate, but I didn't catch it all. That's what it seemed like it was a stop sign, uh, but uh, God saved me, you know. And, and although we only really typically thank Him for the good things, we don't thank Him for the bad things when that's because it's not we don't see it in our favor, but in actuality, it's in our favor. Bible actually says, you know, every week I just about I tell you that you're, you're you're speaking scripture, you know. But the Bible actually says that all things work together for our good. And when He says all things, that means, you know, obviously the good, the bad, and the ugly. Even when it don't feel good or look good or seem right, it's actually benefiting us because we're either learning something from it, getting a testimony out of it that we can tell somebody. About it, you know, but we're getting something. It's gonna always work to our benefit because we're children of God. So yeah, even what we call, and we we have the we have the uh, the, the 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 problem of labeling everything as good or bad or or whatever. But as a child of God, everything is beneficial. I mean, even even death. You know, the fact that Jesus got up, the death looks like the end of it, but guess what? It worked for the good because he can't get up unless he died first. And so, right. um, you know, that, that's the that's the, the benefit of it. So, yeah, all things really do work together for good. Even when we think they're bad, man, they're, they're you know, they, they, they're working, you know, for our good, for God's glory and for our benefit. Now, one, one thing Miss Quick just made mention of, and that was um, – her relationship with God. You want to go ahead and finish that up? Because I don't want to mess that up. Well, what I was what I was saying is, is because of my relationship with God, I understand that, like what Pastor just said, I understand that regardless of whatever the situation is, it's going to benefit me in some way, shape, or form, benefit me or someone connected to me or enable me to benefit someone else um, simply because of my prayer life, my spiritual life, my faith walk. Um, I understand that, okay, and I always, <laughs> and it's crazy because I'm beginning to look for the little nuggets of opportunity. So, like, you know, like yesterday, we're expecting rain. Well, you know, we wanted to grill out. Well, instead of sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting and, and pouting about it, you know, went ahead and got up and took care of cooking our dinner early. 
um, so I wouldn't have to sit back and be upset because we couldn't have grilled food because of the rain. So it's about looking for those advantages or looking for those moments where um, we can make an opportunity. And I understand, you know, like even you take this pandemic, for instance, you know, um, I know we talk about it a lot, but so we go back and, you know, um, because of, of you being a business owner, what happened was our business was shut down. So instead of looking at that and saying, okay, well, we're going to be down to one income and we don't know how long it's going to be, you know, we kind of took it and said, and we, we embraced it. We, we got, we grew closer as a family. We, you came to understand basically more about me, more about your boys and more about, you know, how your household functions through through the day. So we use that to our advantage and, and built to build off of that. You know what I'm saying? So even though we're down to one income, you know, we bills keep coming in. So we weren't down to, to bills for one. We we were down to one income. We didn't focus on that. We focused on the stuff that we could control and improved upon it. Um and lo and behold um, you know, now that you, you know, you're back open back up, at some point we're going to get back or establish our new normal. Um, but again, and, and we still have the benefit of you being home for that period of time. We still have the benefit and your appreciation for when you get off work, your appreciation of family. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense, but. It does. And just like Pastor says, um, God is going to get going to get the glory and honor through it all. He may not have created it, but um, He is going to. And we're going to get the blessings through it. You know what I mean? So uh, it it does make sense, and you're absolutely right. It well, again, like I said, I don't balance well. I don't believe in balance. I believe in prioritizing, and the my priority list shift. You know, work has went to the bottom and uh, God and my family and our relationship and all that stuff rose up. Not saying that it was at the bottom, but there was no cloudy uh, focus. It was God and family. So, yeah, that does make sense. And I want to add, it also gave a, a higher sense of um, charity. You know, it, it heightens your awareness of what you can do for other people, how you can help someone else in this time that we're in. Um, again, I guess that's God's work, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, and I know this is a little bit, I well, We'll we'll tie it in, but um, I I don't do social media um, personally. But every now and again, I get a chance to kind of scroll through, and I see different posts, and I see 
single women posting um, their sorrows about being single and not having um, a husband or a significant other. And I see, you know, them just sort of being down on themselves. And then I see some posts who uh, that appear to be hopeful and, you know, they're posting, pulling inspirational quotes about, you know, um, waiting for their Boaz and this, that, and the third. And it kind of, it kind of saddens me because um, it's God is giving you this moment to work on yourself, right? You, you're single. So for, for whatever the reason, God is giving you this moment to improve upon yourself. And instead of focusing on yourself, you're drowning in sorrows about being by yourself. So you, you're not even embracing this situation that God has you going, going through. You're not even embracing it and making it be for your good. Because I think that even though, and Pastor could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that even though the Bible says, all things work together for for the good of those. I think the problem is is those the people don't want to make it good. Well, you said the right thing. Um, we when we when we quote that scripture, they actually don't finish it. This is what it actually says. Uh, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. You see, that's your difference right there. If you don't love the Lord, then you're going to look at things from the wrong perspective. You're going to look at, I just need Boaz, not knowing that you need to be prepared, you know, for what Boaz needs. You know, and so a lot of folks that sense say, well, things just going to work out for my good. They're not just going to work. you got to work the thing. You gotta position yourself for what God has. I mean, God is a precise God, y'all, and He He knows exactly what He's doing. And let me give you a perfect example. Um, you know, I had to leave my home state, and to be honest with you, when I left, I left because I was ready to get away. I can't tell you God told me to leave, but I went up to the big city of New York, and that's a trust me, that's a major shift in my life. But when I got up there. It was amazing because at the same time I'm making that transition, here's this other girl from Louisiana. She's moving to New York. I don't know her. She don't know me. But in some kind of way, she ends up at this one church. I end up being invited to the same church. And we end up, 27 years later, married with four kids. Well, all that did work together for our good, but... If I don't accept that invitation to go to church, if uh, she decides I ain't got time for church, I'm just going to work. You know, if we had not been the ones that loved the Lord enough to do what he said, we wouldn't be together right now. And even after we got together, you know, okay, we could have just hung out and, and, you know, and just enjoyed each other's company, doing what grown folk do. But, you know, uh, the Lord said, that's my wife. Lord told her, that's your husband. So now, in order for to continue working, we got to take that next step and go ahead and go through that matrimony thing. Okay, so now, all of a sudden, we're married. I want a job making $12 million a year. She wants 
a job making twenty million a year, and he wants to give the two lowest paying jobs in the world, preacher and a teacher. And then so we are going to bring that together. And I'm saying, God, this don't make sense. But if I want all things to work together for the good, I've got to love the Lord enough to do what He says. And that's what we miss it at a lot of times. We want to go out and try to make something happen instead of letting it happen. So we've got to make sure that we're being obedient to God, even when we don't understand him, even when we don't agree with him, even when we don't even like what he says. you got to go through the good times, the bad times, but you got to make sure that you love the Lord enough to say, okay, God, work on me. You know, I, I was in New York with some of the most beautiful women in the world, quick, and I was like, you know, God, I got my choice. I like variety. That's a good thing. But guess what? I couldn't find a day. I could not find a day. Now, quick, you got to remember, now, this is before I was fat. This is when I had a little bit of money. I should have been able to find something. But I couldn't even find nobody. Quick, I couldn't even get the fat woman at KFC. I was in bad shape, man. But you Amen. know what? I had, to get, I had to get back to church. I had to get back to letting the Lord work on me, man. And once, once he worked on me and fixed me, everything else fell right in place. So Miss Quick is right. A lot of women are sitting around during this pandemic. Oh, I'd love to be uh, uh, married during this time. You won't get up and fix breakfast. You won't get up and get out your pajamas. You don't want to do nothing. And you think somebody, God going to bless you with a bow ass, and you going to sit over here acting the fool? No, it don't work like that. It don't work like and, that. And so we've got to use time to, to let God fix us. And that's that's, the, that's the, the, the difference, you know. We... We want everything, and we th- we feel as though we deserve everything, but we're not ready for everything. We're not prepared. We may deserve it, but we're not prepared for it. You know, um, if like Miss Quick was saying, you know, you're on social media posting all this all day, all night. When are you working with God or focusing on God? When are you better yeah, than for for your Boaz, you know what I mean. Period. I mean, are you ready for? Are you really, really ready for a Boaz, or are you really ready for a boy? You know what I mean. Just a companion, just somebody that you can, you know, the do boy that you tell what to do it because <laughs> you ain't got other options. Is, is that what it is? I'm just no asking. I, I, you know, I don't know. Catch <laughs> you, boy. You're talking that thing tonight, man. That's what's up. Hey, man. I'm asking. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? I know you got to. I've seen. I've seen. I have seen this woman say, uh, we going to have a baby. She damn got, got the vehicle. For the baby, and next thing I know, there was a baby. <laughs> Bruh, listen, when I tell you, I've seen it. So, if if you are really living the life that you're that you're that you're trying to speak of, that you're trying to speak into existence, if you are already making those preparations, God, because it's in your heart, God will bless you. So, why haven't God given you that Boaz? Why don't the question shouldn't be why haven't He given you? It should be, am I ready? God, am I ready for a Boaz? If not, get me ready for Boaz. 
Well, you're all over tonight, man. You took some serious saying. nerves tonight. Because that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Let me tell you a secret, man. You don't ever know who's going to walk into a place like a barbershop looking for a haircut. And, you know, <laughs> if you're not already ready, see, that's the, that's the difference right there. I know a young lady that before she got to her boy's, she was in singles ministry. She was doing whatever she had to do to get closer to God. Was she perfect? I'm sure she would probably say no. But she was doing all the necessary things. But then guess what? All she had to do was just just, just turn down one opportunity that God had opened for her because it didn't make sense because she was prepared and because she was obedient. She walked into a shop, and that helped change her life forever. It can happen just that quick. But, again, we don't want to be prepared. We want to be blessed. Difference. You can be prepared and blessed life. But if you just walk around just wanting to be blessed, that, that, that's not the way God wants that thing. So uh, you got to be prepared. you got to uh, be obedient. Uh, and you got to be willing to just, uh, you know, uh, go through some, some tough times where you learn something so that you can appreciate Boaz. You know, you you got to do it because you ain't got time to, you know, Miss Quick was talking about how she uh, don't get a chance to get on social media, but every now and then. Well, now, if you're going to keep Boaz and all Boaz boys, you ain't got time to, 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 to be on social media eight hours a day. That that ain't that ain't flying. You know, a lot of folks, we need to ask ourselves that serious question. Listen, am I prepared for this? Do I really want this? Uh, am I willing to do what's necessary to get it? Am I somebody that really loves the Lord enough to say, okay, God, as bad as I want this, I want you to fix me first. And when you can ask that question and legitimately allow God to do it, now you're on the right track. Isn't it something about steps and order and, and all that? Because I'm sure that you just don't, you don't just, you know, it's like a recipe. You know, there's steps in order to get that meal that you want. You don't just pull it out the oven and it's already prepared. It's already there. You got to prep the food and cook the food and heat the temperature to the oven and all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, I'm not the cook, so I don't know. But <laughs> I'll just know that there's a procedure to getting what you're trying to the, to the outcome that you want. I know that. You want it. There's always a procedure. You want it, and, and that's why you asked, as you were just alluding to the scripture, order my steps, order my steps. And, and see, until you're, willing, until you're willing to allow the Lord to order your steps, if he's not ordering your steps, that means you're taking them on your own. And now every, when he orders your steps, sometimes he's going to lead you in places that you really just don't want to go. It don't make no sense to go. God can move you from... I, I don't know why this is all in my heart tonight. He can move you from, I don't know, North Carolina to Georgia. He can do something crazy, you know, and it's like, I don't know, this don't make sense, but if it's God ordering your steps, I promise you, you'll run into Boaz and everything else that, you know, God has for you, but we got to be willing to allow him to order our steps. And uh, quick, you, you know more about the military than I do. You've got a sergeant, oh, drill sergeant, whoever it is, and he tells you, you know, when to step, he tells you when to stop or halt or whatever. He tells you when to turn or about face or 
And you don't do any more than he tells you to do. You don't do any less than he tells you to do. You do what he says. It works the exact mm-hmm. same way with God. If God says go, you go. If he says uh, uh, stand still, you stand still. If he says about face, turn around, flip over, whatever he says, that's what we need to do. And that's what ordering my steps is all about. He orders your steps and he orders your stops. And you don't have any say-so in it. Now, you can disobey. But as long as you follow it, I promise you, Boaz is directly, God knows where to lead you. God knows where to lead you. You can look on a map and you cannot find the spot you're supposed to be, but God will say, just follow this path. I'm going to get you where you Mm. need to be. For sure. For sure. You know, I was working on, I have a project I'm working on, and and in this in this time, there's a lot of frustration and headache, and and I just I was I'm done. I give up. I quit. Y'all got it. And of course, you know, Miss Quick, she ain't saying too much. Uh, okay, uh, she's gonna let me have my frustration. But then. Uh, I was mad at my son, by the way. And a friend of mine came, like, no, nah, we ain't quitting. That, that ain't, you know, that ain't what we do. And for me, it was like, I, it's not about you. It's about the people that you're helping. So it's the purpose of this. So you can quit, but your purpose can't quit. You can quit on you. You can't quit on your purpose, if that makes sense. So we had to make the preparations. We had to plan. You know, God had to order ourselves, if you will, in order to get to what we're trying to get to. But once again, we forget to ask that part right there. We forget to bring God in the picture. And when God in the picture, he ain't going to let you quit. He's going to bring somebody or something to remind you that it's bigger than you. That's it. And the people he brings into your life, um, they may not understand your purpose, but I promise you this, they'll help you fulfill it. They will not take away from your purpose. People that come in your life don't come to change you and tell you you need to do this and that and all of this. The people in your life understand, listen, I'm coming here to add to, not to take away from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That show, that show, that show the truth right there. Check this out, Pastor. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you. Okay. So not only did he come and and he was like, "Now tomorrow, uh, do I need to stop by and pick Michael up and bring it with me? Like we gonna go to knock this out tomorrow? I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be to the job tomorrow. Wherever you need me to be." I'll be there so we can go on and uh, do this mission. That's when you know God is in the in the building. That's when you know God is in the building. Because you know he, 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 he ain't saying, you know, call me if you need me. He was saying, I'll be here. Well, that's the good part about it, man. He, he don't really need an invitation uh, because he should always know that he's welcome. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't need him to 
a lot of people in church that say, Lord, come by here for a while and, you know, uh, this, that, and that. We need him. I don't need you to come and leave. I need you to come and stay because I know me, stay. I miss some stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said, you know, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You're really a child. He's with you whether you want him to be or not. Oh, piss a tent. Move in, huh? Okay. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts? Yeah, uh, um, I'm in agreement. You know, you gotta. <laughs> you you were in your frustration today, and you know, I know you was mad at the son. I didn't know until he told me. But you know, like I like I told him, even even in the frustration, he's not mad. Specifically at you because he understands that the issue that he's having is not your fault. You understand what I mean? You're just frustrated in the situation, and and sometimes people's disposition or demeanor or body language doesn't help you get through it. You understand what I mean? So it's kind of like I'm already mad because I got this situation that I really can't figure out right now, and then. You know, you out here half-ass helping me because you don't really want to be out here, and you know, you you causing more problems for me. But instead of focusing in on how bad it was going at that moment, all you needed was to take a step back, you know, and to regroup and 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 to gather your thoughts. And the light bulb came on. And once that light bulb came on, it was like, ah, okay, you were rocking and rolling then. So it's, it's, it's for those, you know, when you're going through the situation, you know, you can't give up. You can step back. But, you know, just like, your, you know, your friend said, it's, giving up isn't an option. You know, we don't, we don't quit. We don't, we don't give up. Yeah, well, I know, I know. There's, there's there's some type of scripture in that pastor. Now, come on now, I know it's somewhere in there. Man, just about any scripture you throw in there <clears throat> ties in with that. Man, you don't, uh, <laughs> quit, you don't quit because you get angry, or quit because it gets hard. You know, the Bible said the the race is not given to the swift, but those that endure to the end. You know, and you, mm-hmm. sometimes you're not saying. Sometimes it's about endurance. I mean, you think about we wouldn't even be having this conversation if this never took place. And its own in its own way, it made you better. It made you maybe bitter, but better right now. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, I uh, I really do appreciate you know the brother. I appreciate my son. You know, even the misses her input, her 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 brilliant as well. Uh, yeah, bro, it was it was a rough one, yeah, a rough one. It wasn't swift. <laughs> it wasn't even quick. Believe me, it wasn't. But um, it was all God. I can't say. And then you don't you don't ever really know what the reason was. Maybe you know you think about it. Just just maybe. You had to go through this frustration 
not for you, but for your friend to realize what kind of man he was or what kind of friend or what kind of brother he was. For him to step up and say, look, you know what? Let me pick your son up. We're going to be at the job tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to knock this out. So maybe he needed that inspiration. Maybe he needed that to kick himself, you know, like give him a kick in the butt to get out of the house tomorrow, you know. Who knows? But the frustration, and it was basically all day because you started to work at, what, 9? And come 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock is when you actually really started being productive because from 9 until 5, it was all just, you know, sugar, honey, iced tea. With no sugar or honey, if you understand what I'm saying. But the frustration, you prob the frustration, the result of the frustration is probably more than likely not for your benefit. It was could have been for your friend's benefit, could have been for your son's benefit, or you know, if if they have to show up on a job tomorrow, you never really know who might be, who, you know, which client you may be servicing, and they show up, and, you know, boom, there's a whole nother blessing for a whole nother conversation right there. You understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes, well, not all the time, most of the time, God doesn't reveal to you the full picture at that moment. Even though he has it, it's always like a puzzle. Is there any truth to that, man? Listen, man, old folk used to say, at least around my way, you'll understand it better by and by. You know, <laughs> you'll be surprised that, you know, our, our problems are not for us. Most of the things that we uh, obtain in life, they're not for us. Like you working right now, you, your work is really, do you get some of the benefits of it? Sure you do. But it's going to benefit your children. And according to the Bible, it says, good man, these inheritance for his children's children. So what you're doing right now is really you're setting up, you know, the next generation for the life that they're going to live. So the way you're handling things now will determine the struggles that they have later on. And a lot of times we think it's all about us. But, you know, you got to look at some folks sometimes and say, you know what, I'm going through this for you. It's like, mm. you don't even have anything to do with me. I'm going through this for you. That, that's what mm. this is all about. So, you know, sometimes we are so short-sighted, so narrow-minded. We're so in this little box, and all we can see is how it feels. But, man, come on, man. It's sort of like you're putting on my seatbelt. Yeah, it will keep me safe, but I wear it for my children and for my grandkids that I ain't seen yet. Because guess what? I, I don't know how much life I've got left. I hope it's a lot. But my great my, my grandkids, I haven't seen them yet. So, you know, uh, in order for them to see their grandfather, I put the seatbelt on. In order for me to be able to uh hold my kids accountable to keep their put their seatbelt on, I put mine on. So a lot of most of what we do, man, is not even for us. It's for somebody else. And and I think we don't I don't know if we understand that or not. Well, I our, think our being duty. selfish people, we, we really don't understand it. <laughs> right. Right. Yes, ma'am. I get that part, you know, and I and I do 
do understand that that concept. I do know that there's there's a lot of truth in that. You know, that's almost like the story of my life, right? But in actuality, when you you don't think about that during, you don't think about what you're doing for other people while you're doing it. You know what I mean? You're just doing what you do. So when you get those reminders and you get those little nuggets, as they're called, it's, it's one of those, again, you still thank God. You know, you thank God for the hiccup. You thank God for all the wrong ways that you was doing it. It's like you're thanking for the right one. You know what I mean? Just be thankful. Mm-hmm. See, man, ultimately, we're, we're, we're just, um, we're, we're a vessel or a tool that God uses to build, you know, his kingdom or, or, or his people or whatever. That's who we are. When we say that we are, we belong to God, I gave my life to the Lord. Okay, we gave our life to him. That means he can use it well, any way you I mean, you know, don't give me something and then take it back. Don't give yeah. me something and say, you know, well, you can only use it. If you, if you gave me your vehicle right now and you said that's yours, okay, well, I appreciate it. But don't call me and say, no, don't drive it between 12 and 2, and don't drive it on Sunday, and don't drive it on Saturday. And when it rains, don't, don't go drive it. Don't, don't go fishing. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. So when you give somebody something, they have the right to use it anytime, anywhere they choose. And, and so sometimes God chooses us to go through things, and the Bible's full of it. The story of a man named Job, where Job was a good man, but he got sick and lost everything. Well, he gained it back at the end, but God was using him, you know, to benefit a lot of people. Uh, there's a man by the name of, 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 of Jonah that ended up in the belly of a big fish or whatever, well, whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah, he did some things that weren't right, but guess what? God was using him to teach us a lesson. And then Jesus himself, the one that never did any wrong, never hurt anybody, tried to help everybody. And here he has got to die for folk that don't even like him, don't even know him, can't spell his name. But he, you know what he did it for? You know, for the benefit of somebody else. And that's the way it is for all of us as when we say we're God's children. I gave my life to him. But then we get mad when he wants to use it. Like, if God really loved me, he wouldn't do this. Well, if you loved him, you wouldn't say nothing about him doing it. You'd say, all right, let me go through the good, the bad, and everything in between. So we're vessels of God, man. We're we're tools that he's supposed to be able to pull out of his bag anytime he wants to use. Now, we don't always like it, but that's just the way that it is. Yeah, the good thing about it is just like in this project, You have tools that's specifically for for certain jobs. So if you're not being used right now, don't worry. You may be your job may be coming up soon, or maybe just maybe, you know, your teeth not sharp enough to cut this here. So you got to work on that part. Well, God, you know what I mean. Like the relationship with God. To work on the strengthening of your teeth to cut Whatever So who knows But I know that In all of this God was right there Somebody got the benefit of it And I know that I received some of it Just 
on the patience. And uh, and it's funny because after every all the frustration, everybody out laughing and joking like nothing happened. So you're right. It was the benefit. Somebody got something of it. Somebody got something of it. Well, God don't waste anything, man. He don't waste, I don't care what it is, he don't waste the opportunity, he don't waste, I mean, he'll take, the Bible even said he'll take what the enemy meant for evil, and he'll use that for his good. So everything is beneficial, regardless of how we look at it. Everything is beneficial. So don't ever think that you went through something and it served no purpose or, you know, this didn't make any sense. Yeah, it really did. It may not have benefited you, but in the long run, you'll you'll understand. Yeah, it did benefit me also. It makes you wiser, makes you stronger, it makes you better. It just makes you who you are. It just makes mm-hmm. you who you are. So uh, you needed all this to happen to you. You you for for God's own reason. Yeah, one day, I believe you, I did. You'll understand it all. Uh, and also, you know, uh, like I said, Miss Quick. It, it, it actually included everybody. Um, so who knows? Maybe that was one of the reasons why it happened. You, you know what I mean? Like you, you really don't know until God tell you just because it was just, just so many players involved, if that makes sense. Makes Makes absolute perfect perfect sense, and when it is revealed, everybody's mind will go right back and say, "Oh my God, that's what all that was about." That's why Definitely. you know it's like you were talking about going down the interstate, and if you had been earlier, you may have been in that wreck or whatever. Sometimes we don't understand how stoplight can save our lives. We don't understand mm. how you know forgetting something and having to turn around and turn the stove off. How that may have saved. A whole community. You just don't know. You just mm. don't know. There's so many things that happen. Uh, again, I, I'm in this old hope mood today, but uh, old hope used to say, he kept me through danger, seen and unseen. So in other words, <laughs> there's some stuff we don't even know about that God actually kept us from or took us through. You know, you, mm. you just you just don't know, man. He's He's so much wiser than we are. We we just don't know. All we know is I'm running late and this don't make no sense and this boy's lost his mind and this, you know, on and on and on. Later on, you're going to realize, wow, had this thing happened any other way, it'll scare you literally to know that God was holding you all the time. All the time. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? I think I think y'all on to something. I mean, you know, is I have no words right now because you I agree with everything that's being said. Well, like you said, I think it all go back to to your relationship and your position with God. That way you'll see it that way, versus, you know, if you don't have a relationship with God you're going to only probably see the negative. You know what I mean? You may throw in the towel. You may burn the towel. You, you know what I mean? But when you have a relationship with God, you know that there is a time for redemption. You know what I mean? You go and, and 
ask God to clear your head and clear your mind and show you the next move or show you what's right or, or send you in to talk to who you need to talk to to give you that, that clarification, you know? Mm-hmm. The relationship with God, I believe that that's, that's the key to all of this, your relationship with God. It, it It is, right? So with that being said, I, I mean, I don't want to change the topic or anything, but I want to kind of, you know, explore um, the question of how do you get there? Like how do you, you know, for for those of us who, who have a relationship and who are we're able to, you know, take a bad situation and, and, and make it work for us or um, – take advantage of opportunities that come about and and it turn out good for us because we have a relationship and because we have faith. Um, for those of us or for, for callers who aren't quite there in their faith walk or who understand the that they need the relationship with God, but don't quite know how to get there. So what what can we talk about to give them, um, I guess, like instructions or, you know, what works, you know, in order for them to strengthen and build their relationship to get to that point? Oh, uh, Pastor, she's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be I was next. waiting on you to. I was waiting on you to jump all over that one, man. <laughs> you know, to to for me, honestly, um, you you don't need to you don't need to overthink it or even spiritualize it. In other words, this is this is me. This is my. Um, this is what works for me. Um, the same way. In other words, okay. When I first met my wife, when I first met her. And everything. I didn't know a lot about her. Uh, I liked what I saw, and what little bit I heard, I, 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 you know, that was that was interesting to me. And so she, she, she got my attention. Okay, so now she has my attention. It's like, okay, uh, I just keep looking at her, keep checking her out, keep checking her out. And you know, I know I want to know more, but I don't know what angle to go at. I don't know what how to approach her. I don't know if I, you know you know, how to do this thing. And so eventually I simply just struck up a conversation. And from that conversation, it led to another conversation. And from that conversation, it led to spending some time together. In other words, I look at my relationship with God as the same way I deal with my wife. I, I, I learned her by spending time with her, I, you know, talking oh. to her. I got to the point to where, Okay, when I first heard a voice, that was, that was sweet. It was sweet. But since I hadn't heard a voice before, if I heard it again, I think I I would know it when I heard it, but I'm not sure because the, she had two beautiful women that was all three of them were living in the same room. They was roommates or whatever. So my thing was, okay, now how am I going to know her from everybody else? Well, I spent enough time with her to where if anybody else said something, it didn't matter. I can recognize her voice. I can pick my wife's voice out of you. She can stand there and I believe a hundred women and every one of them can yell my name at one time. I honestly believe that if it was possible, uh, you know, 
I, I can I can pick up my wife's voice. I know her. I can tell when she's walking down the hall. That's how much I love her. That's how much time I've spent with her. But the question is, you know, when it comes to God, do I know him that well? Do I really want to know him? Do I really want that relationship with him? Okay, if I do, then guess what? First of all, you got to know he wants that. He wants to be close to you. He really wants to be close to you. Don't think of him as some cosmic being that's way off galaxies away. No, nah, he's right there beside you right now. He's right beside you right now. He's waiting on you. The Bible said he stands at the door and knocks. And the door he's talking about is your heart. He's saying, listen, I want to come in that thing. I want to spend some time with you. So what you do is you literally, you talk to God the same way I'm talking to you right now. Just say, hey, God, I, I don't know. I've heard about you. I've been told about you. I've even read some things about you. And, you know, I don't know what's true and what's not, but something has piqued my interest. And, I, and I'm going to keep talking to you. I, I want to get to know you. Lord, I, I'm here talking to you because I don't have anybody else to talk to. And sometimes I think I'm crazy because I'm talking to you, but I don't never hear your voice. So, God, I, but I'm going to keep talking to you, and I'm going to keep talking to you. And let me tell you something. Whenever you are building a relationship, the more you talk, at some point that conversation is not going to be one-sided. He'll speak to you. Oh. And as he begins to speak to you, okay, the Bible if you'll stop looking at it as rules and regulations, things you can't do, really the Bible is a love story. It's a it's a love poem written to God's children. He loves you enough to say, listen, this is how much I love you. I love you enough to die for you. And I love you enough to say, don't do this and don't do that. Because if you do this, it'll get you, get you in trouble. And let me give you some examples. So let me tell you about this group of people called the Children of Israel. It's really just a love story. To let you know I'm here with you. And the more time you spend with God, just literally spending time with God. Listen, I love for everybody to go to church. There's nothing wrong with it. It's really not if it's done properly. But more than anything, you know, church is will help build your relationship with God. But it is not your relationship with God. Just simply mm-hmm. talk to him. Talk to him. And don't mm-hmm. talk to him just when things are bad or when things are good. I mean, man, listen, I challenge anybody for the next day to literally uh, just turn your radio off, turn turn it completely off. As much as you drive up and down the road, turn your radio off. Matter of fact, when you get home, turn off your social media and turn off your TV, and don't talk to anybody but God. Don't talk to anybody but God. Y'all think you'll be amazed at the strength that you gain. I think you'll be amazed mm. at actually – how clearly you can hear his voice. No, he don't talk a lot. Most of the time he's, as we said earlier, ordering your steps. So in other words, you know, late in the midnight hour, last night my wife was tossing and turning and she just couldn't sleep. And she tapped me on the shoulder and she said, "Uh, you asleep? I said, nah. You know, well, I knew who was tapping me on the shoulder. And guess what? We sat up and we had a conversation. Well, that's the way God would do. He don't, he's not a nine to five God. You can talk to him at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., when you got money, when you don't have money, when you're sick, when you feel good, when you don't understand. Talk to God. And that, that builds your relationship with him. And the more you talk to him, now all of a sudden you can start reading uh, his word. And don't read it as somebody's trying to beat you down. Read it as somebody's trying to love you, that loves you. 
you know, you got to read all of it all the time. I'm a pastor, and I don't read it every second of every day, you know. But I read it, and I'm like, hey, you love me this much? Okay, so you really, you go, you forgave this dude for that. If you forgave that dude, I know you'll forgive me. You you really just spend time with God. And the more time you spend with him, uh, the better you'll know him. And I promise you, uh, when you're not with him, you'll miss him. You, you'll know something's not right, and you'll get strong enough to where uh, you'll start to recognize, okay, this is happening in my life, but you know what? God's got his hand on it. I see God's hand somewhere in it. And even when you get angry and feel like quitting, uh, you'll know, I can't quit. There's no way I'm coming out of this thing. So that's, in in my own way, that's, that's, that's how it works for me. It's just about building that relationship. Building it, keep talking to him. Keep talking to him. Keep spending time with him. Put him above everything else. He's more important than uh, your uh, satellite radio. He's more important than, you know, any other thing that you do. And you'll be amazed. I mean, if I can learn every word to movies, I can I can quote full movies because I've spent enough time with them. Well, can I quote something that God spoke to me? In a hard time, can I say, you know what? He said, you know what? He's not going to leave me and he's not going to forsake me. You know, that that's what it's all about right there. So my brothers and sisters, man, please, just talk to him. He'll, he'll listen to you. And don't think you done messed up so much that he won't listen to you. God love broken people, man. God love broken people. That's, that's just, he loves broken people. Both them messed up. Everybody that he chose to do something for him. They were broken. They were messed up. They were liars. They were cheaters. They were jacked up people. He loved them because they got a story to tell. So I know I've been mm. for a long time right now. They got here, a testimony. There you go, brother. That's all it is. Don't tell me, you know, you're going to come out of this thing and you got $175 million in the bank and all that. Don't, don't talk to me. I need to see if your, your knees are scratched up. I need to see if, you know, you got tears on your pillow. I need to know, you know what, man, I I was the one trying to secure that bag, so I know God can take some things from you. That's who, that's who God, every disciple had a story behind them, and it wasn't a good story. It was not a good story, but he chose them anyway because they were real people. Mm. You know, I, I can't give anybody such depth like Pastor just gave, um, so I can only give it to you from the other end of it. You know, when you realize that um, that something that you should have died, that you should have gotten killed, that you should have uh, <laughs> been arrested, hidden under the prison, all that good stuff, and it didn't, and it wasn't because of your own doing. That's when you know God is already with you. Like Pastor said, he's already there. He's just waiting on you to initiate the conversation, you know. And it, it may not even be uh, through you. It may be, uh, or he may initiate the conversation through something you're watching. He may initiate it through something you heard or through a person that just so happened to come in and you see they move a certain way or got a certain energy about them. He's he's initiating, and he's waiting on you to to bite. For me, 
that's kind of like what it was. You know, once, and, and, and again, I wasn't raised in the church. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, um, hey, pray, you know, five times a day and, and all this, you know. Hell, when I figured out there was two Lord's Prayer, I was confused. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait a minute, hold up. So which one am I going to say tonight? Like, which one apply to me? So that's how it is. But once you realize the, the relationship with God and what God really wants you, none of that really matters because you're going to say, God, order my steps, period. And then you're going to break down what you're saying and think about every word you're saying. You're going to say, when you say, you know, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Enough said. Enough said. That's enough for me anyway. So for me, that's all it took for me to really realize that nothing that I'm going through is for me or happenstance or whatever, that, that it's all God. It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for God. Then you start living and believing and visualizing and seeing things differently. That's when, like, I can't talk about the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't know about that. But that relationship with God, that moment right there is, is sweet. Just like Pastor said, he can, he can hear his, his wife. I, I know when, when I'm not going down the, the path that I'm supposed to because it get blurry. You know, the ground starts trembling and, and it's like a stampede coming. That's when you, I know I need to get back on the, on the right path. My vibrations are off. Now, don't get it twisted. I, said, now, I do hear my wife, too. <laughs> Believe me. And she ain't got to say nothing in a hundred women screaming. She I ain't got to say nothing. I, I, I hear got you. But once again, that also goes with our connection with God, our connection through God. I hope that answers your question, Ms. Quick. Yeah, I just, you know, wanted to get um, to kind of personalize your journey to your um Relationship. So, okay. um, and since I asked the question, go ahead. Your turn. Your turn to answer that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so since I asked the question, I guess I'll provide my answer, but it's kind of, you know, kind of along the same lines as both of you. Um, for one, you know, like you weren't raised in the church. Um, I was. So, um, but even at a very young age, while I went to church and, you know, heard the word, it, I wasn't learning. Um, I wasn't connecting. I understood uh, what the preacher would preach about. I understood what we would learn in Sunday school, but I had nothing, at that age, you have nothing to apply it to. So it's, mm-hmm. it's almost abstract, you know. Um, it's almost just a concept and you, you can't put it to the test until you get a situation and then you test it. Um, so the unfortunate part was either way, even though I was raised in a church, I wasn't learning much, you know? Um, but 
even at that age, the benefit of being that age is that the seeds were planted. So even though I didn't have any life experiences to apply what I was learning, as I grew older, some of those things came back to me. And so it almost came full circle. My understanding came full circle. And then the application is what I had to practice. So it it didn't happen overnight. You you actually have to work at it. Like like Pastor said, you have to have conversations. You have to spend time with God. And basically, in doing that, it was it's everywhere. Every like using every moment to your advantage. Whether you know you you wake up and you only have five minutes to lay in bed, and you know have a prayer or. Even if you don't say anything, everything is quiet. You can still hear. You can still feel. So times like that, you know, you have to take times in a car and turn the music off and pray and talk and have conversations. Um, And then, you know, you have to make a conscious effort to free your schedule um, and to put forth the effort to pray and hear and feel um, mm-hmm. his presence. I don't know if that makes sense, um, what I'm trying to say, but it's it's work. And Pastor even mentioned, you know, it's, it's, it's like he approaches it like he, like with his wife. And, of course, I'm going to let him elaborate a little further because I do believe that the Bible, somewhere in the Bible that it says, or at least I don't know if I heard it, if it's, you know, true or not, but the the marriage is supposed to mirror the relationship with God. So what he practices in his marriage, basically, and vice versa, is what he does with God. You have to spend time. You have to talk. You have to listen. And it, personally, I've even had to scream and cry because things weren't going my way and I didn't understand. So I'm, you know, I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm, I need to let you know how I'm feeling because this just ain't right. You know, um, I've had to approach my faith like that or my relationship like that because that's, that's how I'm built. So, um, again, I'll let Pastor elaborate, but for those of us who are married, um, your, your marriage should mirror your relationship with God and vice versa. So that just to give people kind of like a tangible understanding. Yes, ma'am. You're all, you're all over that thing because, uh, y'all, let me tell you, um, first of all, she talked about how sometimes she want to scream. I don't want and I refuse to serve a God that won't allow me to yell and express how I feel. This is what the Bible said. It said you can be angry. It said be angry but don't sin. And what he's talking about is you can yell, you can say whatever you got to say to get it off your chest, because here's the big thing that we just won't say. He already knows anyway. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're thinking before you think it. So he's saying, okay, go ahead and get it off your chest. Go ahead and say what you got to say. Go ahead and empty yourself out, because you got all that anger, all that pain, all that doubt, all that worry, all that 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 fight built up in you, and there's nothing I can do for you until you get it out. Because I want, I'm not mm-hmm. going to share space with anger. I want you to empty all that out. I want you as an empty vessel so I can fill you with my love. 
so that I can fill you with my concern and all of that. And so he allows us to be angry. He gave us emotions. So he said, be angry, but don't sin. Don't ever get to the point where you say, God, you're not real. God, you know, I hate you. Now, don't, don't get to that point. But you say, God, I don't understand this. This makes no sense. I'm ready to go hurt somebody. I'm ready to go do something to myself. You know, but after you get all of that out, you put it, God will fill you with himself. Now, as far as the thing about the marriage, here's here's something else. I'll go a little bit deeper with the thing. Okay, now, in order for me to, you know, there's a time when I want to get, get to know my wife, but now after I met her, my approach changed a little bit. Okay, so now I know more about her. So now I'm not, I'm still interested, but now instead of just liking what I hear about her, now that I've spent time with her, now I'm starting to have this, some kind of feelings for her. I'm starting to be honest with you. Like her. The more time I spend with her, you know, it's sort of like, I'm kind of feeling this thing, you know. So now what happens is instead of me going with going with quick to the to the sports bar, I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm out for the night. You know, I ain't going to tell him what I'm doing, but it's like I got to, you know, I got to spend a little more time with my girl. So now what I've done is I've substituted, substituted something I love doing for somebody that I love. And then after a while, after I spent some, enough time with her, now I love her. Okay, so now when I love her, I just, you know, I just get to the point where it's like, girl, I just, I love the way you make me feel. I love the way you talk to me. I love the way you understand me. You know what? I just want to be around you. I just want to, you know, you're just in love, just in love. Okay, so now after you fall in love, then guess what? Then you go into a showing up relationship. You say, girl, I don't even want to play around. I don't want to be away from you. I want to wake up with you. I want to go to bed with you. I don't want to be away from you. So now you stop shacking with him, and you just start saying, you know what? That's the way I want it with God. You know what, God? I want to go ahead and marry you now. Just like I asked my wife to marry her because I, I was like, this is the one right here. So I said, I want to marry you. That way we don't have to be in different places. We don't have to share no cell phone conversation. We'll just write here together. Oh, that was beautiful. But, okay, now I build that relationship a little stronger, and now it's like, okay, if I really want to know more about my wife. See, before I was on a date with her, with her, me and my wife, and, and the Quick family. Oh, yeah, that was great. But, see, now I want to be intimate with her. And when I want to be intimate with the Quick, that's a whole different story. Now, now. You can't bring, can't bring now, along with you. No, Quick, yeah, bro, you my boy. You my boy. You my Dude, you don't even know, man. Dude, I'll go anywhere for you, but dude, you that's off limits to you, quick. You can't come in there, man. I I can't let you see that. You don't that stuff you Mm -hmm. don't need to hear me saying. And so that's the way Mm -hmm. it gets to God. It's like, okay, now love beyond love is intimacy. And intimacy means you know what? We get into each other. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he gets into me. And then when he gets into me, he starts to control me. And the old folks say like this, boy, your nose wide open. You can drive a truck, wide, there, turn a truck around, something like yeah, that. You can't, you can't, yes, sir, you're like a dog in heat. You can't stay away. That's the kind of relationship eventually that we can build up to with having God to where it's like, hey, man, if I, you know, I don't want to do anything to hurt my wife. I don't want to. I don't want to. And when I do hurt her, it bothers me. Uh, you know, maybe I have to call quick. Yes, sir, it hurts me, man. Same way with God. It got to get to where it hurts me to hurt him. It hurts me to do work against what he tells me to do and and things like that, man. So that's how it has to get. 
that that relationship has to be nurtured and it has to get to become where it's an intimate relationship. You know, so that when I'm when I'm out and about, the majority of the time I have on my little wedding ring, and that's cool, no no problems with that. But it, people look at it, a lot of people, and say, "Oh, he's married." You know, and for some folk, it'll keep them away, and for other folk, it, it, it's a matter of respect. I don't know, but my thing is with God, somebody should be able to look at me and say, "You know, something that's I don't know what it is about it, but that's a child of God right there. I gotta. I got to respect him. I got to honor him. And that's the way it ought to be. We should get strong enough and love God and be intimate enough with him to where they'll know, you know what, he ain't like everybody else. There's something different about him. That Pastor? Did he get cut off? Yeah, sorry, he got cut off. He was on it too. Oh uh, no, he got the call back because he got the he got to finish that one. He got to finish that one. Until he called back. That was amazing. By the way, I'm just going to have to leave it at that because there's no way you can follow up with that. <laughs> there's right. no way. But I do know that um, I, I, I feel what he's saying. I mean, he's, man, speaking truth. From the beginning to the end. Mhm. 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 I agree. I know that it's um. How can I put it? We we want we want the end result, like I said earlier, but we don't want to go through the procedure. We don't want to go through the steps. And Pastor was just giving you the steps from A to Z. Not only with your relationship with God, but your relationship with your significant other, you know, especially if it's going to be a godly relationship. Um, If you missed it, all I can do is tell you to go back and check it out on Spotify, Google, or or iTunes, because he gave you some knowledge. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on what he was saying? He was was on it, you know. Again, like you said, details from A to Z. You know, here's you start off, you know, conversation or two conversations and, you know, all the way to the point where you limit time with, in order mm-hmm. right, in order to spend the time that you need with God. And I think like I think that's what it's about. You know, for me, um God isn't abstract. 
He, you know, like he created us in his image. And, and I think God is, is within me. And so it's the more I meditate, the more I pray, the more I um, feed my spirit, the more um, in tune with myself that I am, I think it strengthens my relationship with God. Well, more opportunity. You know, yeah, go ahead. It was. It was. Uh, I was looking at this movie, and I, I really. Uh, the, the title will come to me, but I I love skating, you know, and the guy said uh, when you find your true love or something like that, you'll put those skates down, or something like that, and uh, he, it's like he was talking to me, and it was the same. You know, uh, when we got married, you know, uh, put them skates down. You know what I mean? Like your focus shifts from what you what you like to or your your infatuation to what you love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I think that um, that's the same thing Pastor was just saying as far as your relationship with God. You know, um, you're doing what you like, but when you love, when you love God, in love with God, you, your, everything will change. The way you think, the way you speak, uh, the way you carry yourself, the things that you will and won't do will change because of your relationship with God. Like I said, it went from a, from a courtship or an infatuation to a courtship to now uh, intimacy a relationship, being in love and loving God, all those things will change because now everything you do is a representation of of that. Just like when you get married, every time you step out, you represent your 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 brand, your family brand. You represent God mm-hmm. every time you step out. So when people see this, like Pastor said, they're going to recognize there's something about this person. Mm-hmm. Pastor's back on the line. We're going to have him continue. Uh, I I tried to do something, Pastor. I ain't go. Uh, you know, I couldn't just let it be. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, follow up with that, but I had to do something. About, no, man, sound to me like it was you better were than singing. Man. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not like you were on it. And I was. I was. Um, I don't even remember all that I was talking about, but um, I just realized nobody's saying anything. Something's not right. So I don't know what 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 happened, but. Again, man, it's just all about, um, you know, um, some people say they get married and they say, well, I don't, I'm, well, one thing I'm finding out is I don't really know my wife. Well, okay, brother, I, I hear you, but you can get to know her, you know, how you can get to know your husband or, or whatever. You you really can. I mean, you just got to spend time. You got you to gotta put some work in. And if you're willing to put the work in, I'm telling you, God is not hard to find. God, um, you know, uh, wants to get to know you. God, he longs for that, that, that relationship with you. He he wants to have, and that's why we say it in the church, he wants to have a personal relationship with you. He really does, man. So depending on how bad you want it, if you're willing to put forth the effort, uh, you can get as close as you want to get, or you can stay as far away 
as you want to say. He's not going to make you now. But he is right there, ready, with open arms, saying, hey, look, I, 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 I'm I, not going to bombard you right now. He's not going to take you from, you know, where you are and stick you up in there and make you the Pope, you know, all of a sudden. He's not going to do that. But at the same time, you know, he'll take you and nurture you and work with you and love you and, and prepare you and build you and grow you and mature you into this vessel of honor. He'll really do that. And you'll be so proud. I heard Quick say, you know, you go out and you representing the family brand. See, when I go out, I know I'm representing God, my wife and kids. I know I'm representing my, my black race. I know I'm representing black men. I understand that. And because I love it so much, I try to always be aware of that and conscious of that at all times. And when I lose sight of that, that's usually whenever I make a mess in my life. Man, that's that's the constant reminder that we overlook, you know, all that we do represent. You know, we look in the mirror and we just see ourselves. But if you look harder, I mean, really look harder, look deeper, you'll see all that you represent. And if not, you probably shouldn't even get dressed. You should stand there and, and reevaluate some things because you've lost your 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 focus is, is cloudy. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got to be bigger than you, man. If it's not bigger than you, that means it's all about you. And that's, you know, it's got to be bigger than you. It's got to be. You got to go out and you got to know, you know, I got to I gotta get back home today, not just for me, but, you know, uh, for my kids, for my wife. I got to get back home because, you know, Quick might need me. He, he's counting on me to do the right thing. Because you know, you know, if I let him down, then he may he may he may fall also. So man, we got to make sure that we understand it's so much bigger than us. It, it really is, and that's why that relationship with God is so special. That one thing, that relationship with Him drives everything. It drives how you treat people, how you view your problems, how you uh, go about taking care of you know your 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 business. Uh, how you go through a sickness, your relationship with God, uh, if, you, if it's really right, it'll affect how you spend your money. It'll affect it'll uh, affect how you rear your kids. It'll 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 uh, affect really um, how you treat other people. I mean, everything mm-hmm. really boils down to your relationship with God. And if you don't have it, you subject to do anything, say anything. Um, at any time to anybody, you know. If you really have a relationship with God, you can't be racist, man. You 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 know. Oh my goodness! Can I add one thing to that, please? Yes, sir. When you have a relationship with God, it also God how you allow people to, to treat you. Man, you yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't. That's that's a very <laughs> important long. part right there. Mm. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Lord knows it will, because you realize it, it affects you. It affects your self esteem, man. And you you realize I'm just as I may not be as old as you. I may not have what you have, but I'm just as much man as you are. You know who you are, then. You know yeah, you you can't absolutely, man. You can't that's come good. talk to me any kind of way because I am my my father's son. You know what I mean. Yeah. And that, and that yes. means something. 
So I'm, uh, when you speak to me, I need you to – I ain't going to say the same reverence that you have for him, but you better have some for me. You, you know what I mean? Like, But now, it's also on me to conduct myself as such as well. So I'm not going to – I'm not going to – Take that part away because it is part of my responsibility as well. Mm. That's all I had. I'm sorry. That's all I had, bro. Nah, man, you're good. You you you're dead on it. You know, and again, we try to complicate it. Um, you know, you know, but truth of the matter is that relationship matters, and that's why before you get married, you should have that. Relationship with God before you go into a business, you need to have that relationship with God. I mean, no matter what you do, you're gonna need God in it to keep it going. Cause it all oh, for sure. Man, I think my wife would probably echo the same sentiments, man. If I didn't have a relationship with God, or she didn't have a relationship with God, both of us would have been gone a long time ago. A long we had nothing time to hold us. I mean, come for on, sure. man. I ain't, I ain't gonna sit here and let you talk to me like this. No, no, I'm a I'm a man, and I got $18 in my pocket. I can go out. No, you ain't talking to me. I ain't putting up with this. No, mm. no, no, no. You know, and, and she's saying, look, you ain't my daddy. You ain't going to treat me just any kind of way. But because we got a relationship with God, I understand that marriage is sometimes like a heavyweight bout. It lasts three rounds, mm. and you sometimes have to go in your corner and regroup, and you come back mm. together. And so that's that's just the way it is sometimes, man. So that relationship with God reminds you, look, look, look. You you know you messed up, right? You know you, know right. you messed you know you up. Messed you know, up. You, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much like that. Man. You know that's so right? <laughs> you know. So, but but, um, but also in that you just you just said one thing because you know when when we got the the fifteen dollars, eighteen dollars in our pocket, and I can go somewhere else. You know we we don't put yep. ego on the plate. You know what I mean? So now we definitely <laughs> take God out of it. You dig? That's and, it. That's, and that's the part right there. Once we start killing that, because believe me, hey, believe me, <laughs> things, yep. things, things, things do shift and change when God is yep. in play. You know, so you go, you talk about go to corners. You got, hey, you got your level. I go to my level, and that's it. You hoop and holler, and we'll meet in the middle, and everything will be all right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh man. I don't I, mean, I don't know how it's that simple. I don't know how you came up with this um you know, with this topic tonight. I'm I'm curious to know. I don't know why. I just wanna know how this really came about. I mean why where did this come from tonight? I just I just I was a little late getting on initially, but where did this topic come from tonight? Miss Quick, you want to answer that? I didn't think of the topic. You did. Thanks. You know, it really, it really just came to me. Um, in 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 work, and we actually, I actually got on. A few minutes late, so it's one of those. You know, let me close my eyes and talk to God for a minute and see where He, you know, where He lead me. Because th- th- this was no planning. When I sent you the message, uh, the idea it, it had just came to me. 
Mm-hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow. And wow, the wow, funny wow. thing is this. The funny thing is this. We had so much technical difficulties in the beginning to where it was it was just ugly. Miss Quick, hello, mm-hmm. can you hear me? Hello, hello, I can't get in. It, listen, all that. So I, we knew, based on our history, that we was going to make somebody mad and we was going to touch somebody else. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because, again, God does work through the good and the bad. And, and even getting on from what you're telling me, you know, you have to fight through that. And some people aren't willing to fight uh, through if it's not easy or if it's not, you know, validated the first time, if you will, then, you know, they give up. But that's not how that's not how you do anything. There's a scripture that talks about uh, this man had what he called a thorn in his flesh. And he literally prayed and said, God, can you take this thing away from me? And God said, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. He said, but my grace is good enough for you. I'll give you the grace to be able to handle this. And then he told him at the end, he said, uh, when you're weak, that's really when you're strong. And so there are some times that we got to understand that there's some things that God is not going to uh, take us over or around. He's going to take us through it. Because Uh-oh. going through it, that's how we get stronger. That's how we get wiser. That's how we get – that's how we become who we're supposed to be, man. We don't – as people, we don't want to go through anything. You know, that's why whenever you, whenever you got a difficulty in your life, stop saying – the world's on top of me, and I don't know. Just say, girl, I'm going through. I'm going through. That's how you got to say it. We're asking God, Lord, move the mountain, do this, that. Sometimes you just got to go through it. You just got to go through it. Hold on. Hold on, Pastor. Wait a minute. Let me let me oh. slow down. Oh. Okay. okay. All right. You remember, uh, you got to help me out with this. I don't know the verse. But <laughs> the, guy, the, guy, the guy was holding on. To the to the angel and said, "You go bless me." The angel broke yes, his hip wrestling. And he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm not gonna let you go until you bless me." Mm. Okay, yes, so sir. we can easily ask God to to remove, but there's no blessing in removing the mountain. The blessing comes through the through the procedure, through the process. You're right. Remember, he was wrestling with the angel. The angel That's had to right. touch break his hip. That's right. No, you're going to go from there. That's right. You're going to go from there. I'm going to sit down somewhere now. Well, I can can tell you that. That's one of my favorite stories in the Bible, man. It's in Genesis chapter 32. I I know that, but uh, it's about this man, and he was having some difficulty. And uh, his name was Jacob, and he was his brother was after him. He had done some dirty stuff in his life. He was married to two women. He had a bunch of children that he, you know, was doing his best to kind of raise. And he finally got to the point where he's like, uh-uh, tonight, tonight, we're going to get it on. And so he began to talk to God, and God sent an angel down, and they wrestled all night long. Now, it's one thing to to fight all night, you know, but you got to understand, that's the difference between a, a, a wrestling match and a, and a, and a boxing match. Boxing, you get a rest, but wrestling, you just keep going. And the Bible said, "Why don't you, you know, why don't you give up?" He said, "No, nah, I ain't letting go. Do you bless me? If you really want it, and you're gonna go through it, you got to fight for this thing." And really, the reason of it is, when the fight was over, not only was the man's leg knocked out of socket, 
But what that really represents, quick, when his leg was knocked out of socket was it, the man walked different after he finished fighting. You know, when you really mm. have gone through something, your walk ought to be different. And then Talk one other me. thing, he asked him, he said, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, nah, that ain't your name no more. <laughs> your name is, <clears throat> excuse me, your name is no longer uh, uh, Jacob. I'm going to give you a whole other name. And he said, what do you mean you're going to give me another name? And he said, because you wrestled with me. Now I'm going to change your name now. And so you got to understand, he changed his name from Jacob to Israel because part of the problem was until he wrestled all night, until he was willing to go through, he didn't even know who he really was. He thought he was that old person that he used to be, but he was somebody new because guess what? Now I've been through something. I've been through something. And see, a lot of people think that, you know, Quick's that same Quick from 1978, but Quick's gone through something since then. They think Miss Quick is the old Miss Quick, but see, she's gone through something. And because of that, she got a new name now. Y'all just don't focus on what it is. So you got to be willing to go through something. And when you go through something, it'll change the way you walk, and you'll find out what your true identity really is. I love that story, man. Love Man. that story. Hey, you, you better watch out now. Y'all might learn something from your boy today. I'm trying to tell well, you. you dropped you you dropped the heavy <laughs> on us that time, boy. I don't know where you got that one, man. That's good stuff there. Listen, man. Wow. Hey, hey, I ain't gonna let go either, man. Hey, don't do it, man. Don't 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 you do it. Don't don't you do it, man. If you 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 don't know how many people you're cheating if you. Let go, man. People are counting on you to fight. And guess what? Guess what, Quick? Sometimes you got to fight by yourself. I mean, you would think somebody would help this brother fight. No, he had to go through this one by himself. No, so you, you go through it, man. That's right. That's what I'm talking about right there. So, yeah, man, sometimes you got to be willing to fight, and you got to be willing to fight all night, even when you're tired. Even when you're tired, you, you letting go. No, no, I ain't letting go. You bless me, not till I get my blessing. No, we got to keep going. I ain't got time for Gatorade. Like you always told me, you know, if I tell you I'm coming, then guess what? Well, you get you a running start. When you see the car, just jump in. Don't I ain't gonna pull over. That's what you told me, quick. You said jump in. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> oh man. That's what you told me. I'm not going to stop now. Okay. (laughs) Listen, I'm there. Mm -hmm. We ain't moving no mountains. No, we ain't avoiding no mountains. Oh, like I said, afterwards, now, we got to to be a long conversation. Mm. But I'll be there. Man, you got me feeling all right tonight, man. Well, Miss Quick, sound like our deed has been done. It does. Wow. Uh, I got to share. Listen, listen, man. I got to share this with the two of y'all. I got to share this with y'all because I got to share it with you because it's just, it's too good not to share. At least it is for me. Um, My daughter uh, will be 13 years old on August 17th, and she's. She's growing up fast. She's maturing fast. You know, she's got all older brothers. She's got her, her mom. She's got me. So she's growing up really, really fast and uh, and all of that. And so today uh, she came to me and uh, 
something happened, I don't know, I want to say it was about four weeks ago, but I'm not certain. But it happened to the point I got on the call late, and you guys were just, you guys were just hot that night. I don't know what happened, but it was like I couldn't, I just listened. I didn't really have nothing to say because you guys were just on it. And uh, I got a text message, and you said, this thing is on, I think you said Spotify or something like that. I can't remember, but, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was available or whatever. I tried and I tried. I couldn't get on it, couldn't get on it. Today I was sitting in there, literally was watching a movie. I was watching a movie called Get on the Bus, you know. If you, haven't seen it, you, if you haven't seen it, go check it out, man. It's a good movie. It's a funny movie, but it was a serious meaning. But anyway, I'm checking it out. And uh, my daughter come in, had her headphones on. She said, Dad, said, uh, um, guess what? She said, I got you. I said, you got me? What you mean? You got me. She said, the show is really good. I'm like, what show is she talking about? Y'all, she is sitting on there listening to uh, From the Streets to the Pulpit. And I'm sitting there That's blowing my though. mind. She's telling me how good the show is. She's listening. I did not. She know I get on here. She know the name of it. But she goes through whatever process she needs to go through, and how whatever she found, she listened to that show, and it has just blessed her life. And she wanted me to listen to that thing. Daddy, you got to hear this. I see him. She said, well, I know you was there, but you need to hear it. And I'm like, what in the world? And I tell you guys to say this. See, you don't know who's listening. You don't know what they're getting out of it. And I just told you that my daughter's growing up fast and all this, that does it. Guess what? I'm not the only one raising her. There are people like you guys that are not even aware of who's listening that's putting life into my baby. So y'all just don't know, man. Y'all are a blessing. Don't stop doing what you're doing. And when it gets hard, keep fighting. When you run into those mountains, don't ask God to move them. Go through them. And whenever you got somebody that won't leave you alone, you know what? Tell them, I ain't letting go till I get my blessing out of this thing. You got to understand, man, y'all are vessels of God. Y'all are children of God. You're not always going to get along. You're not always going to agree. Go to your mutual corners. Talk to God for yourself because before y'all knew each other, both of y'all should have already known God. And your relationship may fall apart, but your relationship with God is always strong. And God will fix both of you, bring you back, and bring you back together. But you guys have to hang in there. Not that you were thinking about separating. I'm just saying that y'all are marked people. You're on the devil's hit list. He don't want y'all to make it because you're impacting and helping too many people. So if he can stop y'all, he can stop a whole lot of others. So please understand God has given y'all a platform. He's given you a voice. He's given you experiences. He's given you testimonies. And you're going to have to share them with literally the world. So please understand the magnitude of what you're doing. You have impacted a 12-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old girl, meaning that you've impacted my life on the backside, and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. So I just wanted to share that with y'all, man, because this is, um, you know, you talk about wrestling. You talk about, see, so whenever you put the thing on there, you put it on there for me. I never got a chance to even get to it. But guess what? She She wasn't looking for it, but she found it, listened to it, and it blessed her life. Do y'all hear me? God is so good. See, you meant it for one reason, and God used it for something else. 
So I ain't mean to preach at you tonight, man, but I'm telling you, God get ready to change y'all's name. Everybody else going to say quick and miss, Mrs. Quick, but God got another name for you, man, because y'all keep running into hard places, but you keep going through them. And the more you go through, the stronger you're going to get and the better you're going to know God. And because this show tonight wasn't, you know, you can call the streets of the pulpit all you want to. This was straight pulpit tonight. Y'all hear me? Y'all drug the pulpit out the pulpit and put it in the street. Can't go in the building anyway. I might as well preach it in the street. But you did that tonight, brother. You did that tonight, man. I'm telling you, brother, all you needed was a choir and an offering plate. Brother, we'd have had church. (laughs) But you did your thing, man. So I'm proud of y'all, man, and thankful for y'all because my little soul's on fire tonight. I mean, literally, y'all preach to a brother tonight. Y'all really preach to a brother. So I thank God for y'all, man. Love y'all so much, man, and praying for you all the time. Um, uh, Miss Quick, please say something. Please. I'm speechless. I mean, I'm wow. I'm speechless. Like, wow. I think that's that's amazing that you know that children are the most honest people that you know. You know, yes. and so. You know, for her to be, for her to hear, and I don't even know what show it was. I'm just praying that I ain't, you know, cursed one or two times. Cause no, it was a good show. You know, sometimes the streets come out. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. This was good because uh, she she asked me who Twin was. So whatever it was, Twin ah. was doing his thing that night. So I don't even know. Oh. I can't even tell you. I know that I got yeah, on the Yeah, I, I think got I probably remember what it was. Yeah, it was something awesome. I was all I can tell you. So, uh, and she showed, I mean, I know she was on it. And I'm like, what in the world are these people doing? They don't even realize, mm-hmm. man. Y'all don't even, man, you I don't know. even know, man. That's amazing. You just don't know. So I thank God for you, man. My mouth open. Man. I'm speechless. Cause... Man, listen, brother, it takes a village, man. I don't care how much I live. That means there's another route, another way how kids learn now. You know, and while I'm sitting there watching a movie, this kid's being fed, being given, and I'm talking about truth being pumped into her, you know, from a legitimate source, man, and they don't even know it. I'm like, man, this is, this is, this is unreal. This is, I, I, man, come on, man. Nobody but God can do something Mm -hmm. like that. Nobody but God. So, man, y'all keep. That's it. I I can't even Mm -hmm. say thank you. I can't take that as a compliment. Like, that's like that's that's yeah. God. Um, yeah. um man. Uh, which is a confirmation. We have this bird nest out on the porch and this mm-hmm. quick was like, Go get rid of this bird nest. Get rid of it but she Googled the red something and said bring good omen and it brings mm-hmm. good fortune and, and, and all this stuff here. And I was explaining to Michael that you know, nature has a way of telling who who who's good people and who's not. You know, uh, <laughs> just like just like children do. You know, if a child don't want to be dealt, don't want to deal with you, something ain't right with your spirit. If an animal don't want to be around you or what have you, something ain't right with your spirit. Mm. So, I say all that to say, uh, <laughs> I guess that's just confirmation. And I just thank God. That's that's all I can do. Man, well, 
I'll be honest. I do thank God, man, but the Bible also tells me to give honor to whom honor is due. And, um, you know, again, I want to thank you guys because it wasn't, I mean, yes, yeah, she heard her dad's voice on there. She heard him say a couple of things, but it was everybody else that she was hearing and what she was hearing because it had to be interesting in order to hold her mm-hmm. um, attention because kids don't, I mean, Miss Quick just said it quick. Kids are real. They don't. They don't play games. They don't. They are real with it. Trust me, they're real with it. And so it just, it just had her mesmerized, and she was just, you know. And and again, I was so caught up to where I'm like, what, God, how, when, what? I'm sitting there, my hands on the side of my head, saying, Lord, this, this don't even make. Only you could do something like this. Only you, God. Only, only you. Only you. So I'm just, again, I just have to say thank you to you guys, man. Um, and please understand that, you know, even when things are going bad, y'all keep fighting through it because you don't ever know again who's going to be on the other line listening, especially in a time whenever we're going through, you know, this this COVID-19 and all this, man. You, you just don't know, man. And some people need this. Some people need this to, you know, to just keep going, man. So when you're fighting, understand you're not fighting just for you. You're fighting for a lot of other people. So uh, keep grinding. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I promise you, um, God's going to get the glory. You guys are going to get the benefit. There's no way. God's going to keep you going. He's going to keep you moving forward, no doubt. Bro, I'm still at a loss, man. Um, geez. <laughs> bro, <laughs> man, uh, and, and it's not too many times in life that I can actually say that I'm, uh, legitimately speechless. Uh, right now it's, it's that, um, this, uh, this almost felt as good as the day I, Met and married my wife. Um, wow. Thank you. That's that's. God, thank you. Yeah. That's all I got. I hear you. Yes, sir. Nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> mm. It's. Listen, if all hearts and minds clear, Pastor, please pray us out. <laughs> please. Lord, I just want to tell you, I just want to tell you thank you, Lord, for just your presence. I mean, God, if nothing else, we know that you love us and we know we're your, we're your children because, God, we, we may not see you, but we feel you right now. We feel your very presence, God. Because, God, we, we kept playing around. We kept mentioning scripture. We kept talking about you. What we did is we kept calling your name, and finally you showed up. And when you showed up, Lord, you you you, you just left us speechless. And, God, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. And, God, even though we do our best to try to, you know, stay on point, we do our best to try to uh, go from the streets to the pulpit, but sometimes you come in and wreck it all, God, and I'm so appreciative. Thank you, God, for making your presence known. 
tonight through the comments of Miss Quick, through the comments of, of Quick, and, Lord, through just my own testimony, God. I, You know I gave truth tonight. And, Lord, I thank you so, so much. Now, God, it's obvious you got your hand on this ministry. And, Lord, regardless of what people's opinion may be, regardless of the trials and tribulations that may pop up, I pray, God, that you would give them that, that, that what I call that grinding anointing to make them say, I can't quit because I don't know who needs this tonight. Help them to continue to fight uh, uh, with each other, fight through along together. Help them to fight, Lord God, join hands and say, we are not quitting because there's too many people that need us, need our testimony, and need this show. Thank you so much, God. I pray that you will anoint not only their hands, God, in this show, but anoint the marriage all over again. Anoint it, God, to know that it does mirror your love. And that's what it's all about. Thank you so much, God, for the testimonies. Thank you so much for the scriptures that came to life tonight. Thank you, Lord, on a personal note for blessing my baby, blessing my daughter, God. Uh, Thank you, Lord, that she was able to hear truth, even though it didn't come out of her daddy's mouth. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for this night. Lord, all the shows are awesome, every last one of them. But you took us to another place tonight, and we can't say thank you enough. I love you, Lord, and I honor you. Let this couple know that what they're doing, it is not in vain. It's not about, Lord God, getting money for it. It's about, Lord God, doing what you've laid to their hands to do. And in your due season, in your due time, the reward will come. Thank you so much, God. I love you. I honor you. I praise you. And, Lord, we lift you up from the street to the pulpit. It is in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. 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 That concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, number one, the speechless Mr. Quick, with Ms. Quick and Pastor Robinson and Dr. Twin in his absence. Um, love God. Keep your focus. And if you can't see him, look deeper. Love each other. Love God. Wash your hands. Take care of yourself. Peace. Amen.
But I know 